And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Late night Midnight on the interstate I didn't feel so great until I saw the city. Welcome back to Straight from the Source with Michael Russo. Thanks as always for tuning in. My guest today, Ryan Reeves, somebody that I'm sure a lot of Wild fans did not like um, as of about a week and a half ago, but now probably are starting to fall from uh, three games, played three good games as well with the Wild. Um, and the team is two and one in those three games. And he's my guest today. And it's a real fun interview with a very charismatic, uh, very good quote. He's the re- There's a reason why he's a darling for sports writers around the National Hockey League. He's always somebody that all um, home writers, but definitely out of town writers, flock to his stall to talk to because he's just one so friendly. But two, um, just such a great quote. Uh, no political correctness to him, all that type of stuff. You know, willing to be honest. And um, I remember when I was covering the Winnipeg Jets and the Vegas Gold Knights series in 2018, he was somebody that I leaned on a lot for good stuff. And then what do you know? He scores the uh, series clinching goal to send Vegas to the Stanley Cup final in his hometown of Winnipeg. So a real fun interview talking about that, talking about his dad, Willard Reeves, um, who played in the Canadian Football League as a legend up there, uh, played also a little cup of coffee in the National Football League with the Washington Redskins and the Miami um, Dolphins. And in fact, his brother, Jordan Reeves, still plays in the CFL as well. So we'll talk to him about that. We'll talk to him about his, uh, he's a relative of the, of Bass Reeves, the old U.S. famous U.S. Marshal, different spelling. And um, really interesting how, how they found out that, uh, that they, that the family is related to Bass Reeves, um, the famous, famous, um, uh, you know, uh, U.S. Marshal that was back in the, uh, what, in the 1800s. I remember reading about him when I was a kid. Uh, so um, again, hopefully everybody enjoys this interview and gets a better appreciation for somebody 
that they've probably rooted against for many, many years just because of the style that he has. But he is your typical uh, hate him when you root it, when you watch him on another team, but love him when he's on your own team. And um, clearly, uh, he is he is uh, fit in well. And there's a reason why Billy Guerin went out and got him, and that's just because this team is a small team, and they need some ruggedness, they need some size, and he brings both of those. If you see him off the ice, he's absolutely ripped um, in impeccable shape. And uh, for a guy that was scratching eight of nine games before coming here, he certainly feels like he's getting his legs right now and he's fit in. Um, he started on the third line. Obviously, that wasn't going to be a long-term decision. Now he's back down to the fourth line. But you know what? He played really well last night with Connor Durer and Mason Shaw. So we'll see if that continues. Um, Wild have won four of their last five games. They're in this little 2-1 win, uh, lose one, win two, lose one modes right now. And they're going to try to win their first, uh, get their first three game winning streak on Saturday afternoon against the Anaheim Duck. And then they'll, Ducks, and then they'll continue down to Dallas, begin a four game road trip on a second of a back to back against Jason Robertson, who's 22 goals already. Um, and Dallas Stars, Jason Robertson, absolute superstar. Um, and, uh, the guy that he was runner up to, um, in the Calder Trophy a couple of years ago, Kirill Kaprizov is really heating up for the Wild now, has a 10-game point streak. That's a career high, 17 points in that stretch. Um, we've seen him in you know more uh, torrid paces uh, in his point streaks in the past, uh, but here he's getting you know points every single night. He also broke the franchise record that he had tied with Jimmy Dowd with a nine-game assist streak uh, last night on uh, first period, ass- second period assist on Yul Eriksson Ek's uh, goal, and Eriksson Ek is playing really well as well. He has nine points in his last six games, four multiple point games, winning draws every night. Last night checked. Uh, the heck out of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl at even strength. That line did absolutely nothing. The Oilers were really, really tired last night. You could tell. Um, you know, Jay Woodcroft, I think, uh, rolled the dice. He tried to get the winnable game in Chicago, and he really abnormally, I've never seen ice time deployment on the front end of a back-to-back like this in my life. Connor McDavid played 27 minutes. Leon Dreisel played 26 minutes. Darnell Nurse played 29 minutes. Cody Cece, I think, was at 26 minutes. Zach Hyman was at 25 minutes. And then everybody else was in the, like, 10s to 14s. Um, you just knew that the Wild had to take advantage of that yesterday. That You know, as good as McDavid and Dreisaitl are, that they, uh, they're they just not superhuman guys. And so, last night, to me, they looked tired, and they still wound up with getting points, right? Dreisaitl scores on the power play goal, just a great shot, and then sets up McDavid on the two-on-one when they got out there against Middleton and Spurgeon and, uh, and, and the steel line, the top line, not the Erickson Eck line, you know, a, a tough play by steel. I th- I know what he was doing. He was trying to catch Jack Campbell out of that through the puck at the net, but the problem is nobody was there. So the puck left the zone pretty easy. And then Middleton, who I thought was great last night, um, just had a bad pinch. Uh, and obviously it led to the two on one, but, um, you know, again, these guys play 30 shifts a game. And I know that wild fans are always, uh, quick to jump on a defenseman when they make a mistake. If you watched last night's game and didn't think Middleton was great. I just don't know what you're you're watching. So he made one mistake in a game. It led to a goal. But how many goals down low did Middleton break up with just a great stick, great body, being down low in front of the net? I thought he played a fabulous game. So I think you could forgive him for one uh, bad play. Uh, I wrote about Kirill Kaprizov today. He's been a big topic, obviously, lately. Joe Smith wrote about him the other day where he talked a bunch of stars around the league, the Kucherovs and McKinnons, about what their appreciation and respect level for Kaprizov. I wrote about him today. I've been kind of keeping this in the holster for a while, but his parents and his girlfriend have actually been in town for a month um, on a temporary work, a temporary visa, uh, a travel visa to come to the, the Twin 
different cities and stay here. They've been uh, staying with Kaprizov at his condo. Um, they've been going out to dinner all over town. His mom's making him a bunch of food. And Krill, in English last night, joked that he's been well-fed and has much more energy. And, uh, you know, he you could tell... Last night from talking to Kaprizov, one, how excited he is that his parents and his girlfriend are in town, but two, that they're saying, seeing the team play so well and him play so well during this stretch. And uh, they've won, again, four of the last five games or four and two on this homestand, can make it five and two with a win against Anaheim. And then uh, his parents and girlfriend will stay a little longer and then um, I, I believe head home. And then I assume that his dad's going to come back for the father-son trip. Um, in Florida in January. Obviously, you got to get him a visa for that, and they're going through those hoops now. Uh, but really cool story uh, with Kaprizov, and he's just getting more and more comfortable with his English, too, with us. He's so affable to the writers. I can't tell you um, how how fun that's been. It's, it's just feeling like you're getting to know him this year as a beat writer. Uh, you have those relationships with all these guys because you get to know them, and they speak uh, your common language. And obviously, um, you know, Kirill, he speaks English around the guys, um, but he's learning more and more, and he's just so friendly to the to the writers now and, uh, you know, uh, and chatting with us. And last night, he was, he was happy to talk to us. And I just think that's really cool because I I think one of the toughest parts of covering him the first couple of years was you get to a point where you, because he was only talking through his translator, you start just asking his teammates all the time about him. So if he has a good game, four point game or something, you're asking Zuccarello or Felino or Erickson Eck, and sooner or later they get tired of that, right? It's not their not their job to always pump his tires to the media um, and and talk on his behalf. And lately uh, we're talking to him a lot after games, and sometimes it's in, in English, sometimes it's with his translator. His translator Ilya was actually at the game yesterday so he just came into the locker room and did it in per- person with us but there's points where Ilya is helping but there's other points where Kirill is understanding what we're saying he always understands what we're asking but there's times where he's actually communicating back in English too rather than just always um, in Russian and giving it to the reporter and it's just I can't tell you how much I respect that. Just imagine any of us parachuting in to Russia and playing in the Continental Hockey League and trying to talk to Russian reporters as English-speaking people. It'd be pretty impossible. Um, at least for me, it would. And for Kaprizov and all, <clears throat> all these Europeans that come over here and do it, I always just uh, um, incredibly respectful. And by the way, I think I've always told you guys uh, Ilya's relationship. So Ilya. Um, I actually covered his father. His father was a National Hockey League defenseman named Igor Kravchuk. Um, different spelling than his last name. Uh, Igor Americanized his last name for a dumb or for for the dumb American reporters like myself, and and uh, made it I think K R A V C H U K or maybe C K. Um, but I covered him for a cup of coffee in Florida. Really cool guy. Had a really great National Hockey League career, and then coincidentally, um, Igor's agent was Paul Theofanis, who is Kirill's agent and Ilya Igor's son happens to live in the Twin Cities working for 3M so that's how Ilya became uh, connected with Kaprizov and became sort of the quasi uh, translator for Kaprizov here just total happenstance that he lived here and that there was a relationship with Theophanes uh, he did I believe he did not know Kaprizov before he got here so pretty cool story there um, a lot of cool games coming up as well a lot of cool stories coming uh, I got a Mike Madonna NHL 99 story coming out next week so hopefully everybody reads that um, on Friday uh, probably a little after after a little before this podcast or a little after this podcast, Joe and I um, do a story on five burning questions um, that the Wild need to answer for the second half of the season here, even though we're barely into the 
second quarter of the season, but you get the drift. Uh, so we did five, five. Actually, I think we did six burning questions. I have an editor at the Star Tribune that used to always say to me, he's like, don't, you don't have to make it five or 10 or 15. I know that's like the newspaper thing, but if there's six questions, there's six questions. So do six. So thanks for Chris Miller for that advice years ago. And I still hold up to it. There was no reason why we had to do five burning questions if there's six. So that'll be in Friday's athletic. Um, Sunday, I'll have a game story. Uh, so J- Joe will have a game story off Saturday's game from the Anaheim against Anaheim. I'll do one from Dallas, and then Joe's on the road trip next week, and then uh, the the uh, homestand after that. Hopefully, everybody enjoys this podcast with Ryan Reeves. But first, here's a word from one of our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, welcome to Ryan Reeves. Uh, welcome to Minnesota, first of all, Ryan, uh, where uh, you've played a lot of games in your career. I uh, bet you've never gotten cheered in this building, though, as much as you have been lately. Not once. No, not <laughs> once. Nice to hear. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what, how is it, what is that like? I mean, you, you've been in this job now for several years, and you know you are the prototypical, like, from a fan base standpoint. You love a, you love you if you're on your team, but, man, if you got to watch it, you just hate that guy. And, you know, and then you get traded to a new team, now those fans fall for you immediately. What is that like uh, to be that person? Yeah, it's fun. I mean, honestly, I, I love going to different buildings and uh, people hating me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why. So that's just fun to me. But it's also uh, a lot of fun when you get to a new team and all of a sudden, uh, you know, the same same fans that were booing you and, uh, you know, yelling at you during a game are now cheering for you. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a fun little transition. I always find you like like refreshingly old school, like uh, and, and not just from the fighting standpoint, like the like you. You know, in Chikrin's Grill the other day, I remember last year you were in Kaprizov's Grill. Um, you you seem to, from an old school perspective, identify who's the guy on the other team that is their big player and try to get uh, him rattled and thrown off his game. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, that's how I was brought up. I was uh, I was brought up as a guy that um, you know obviously wasn't there to score goals, so uh, I was there to intimidate, stick up for teammates, draw some energy, uh, get in the grill of uh, other players, and. Uh, you know, try and draw penalties, um, and you know, just have fun. Right. Yeah. Tell me about your 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 folks. I mean, your dad uh, Willard, uh, born in Arizona, quite a uh, Canadian Football League career, a most outstanding player, I think, in '84. Yeah. Um, ends his career uh, playing for the Redskins and the and the Dolphins, a uh, team that I used to actually cover down in Florida, the Dolphins. Um, what was the football background? How much did you just love watching him play and, and all that? I, you know, I don't remember much of watching him play. There was one like highlight video cassette that I, uh, I would watch every week probably. Um, cause I, I love football. I, I still love football. Um, arguably probably liked it a little bit more when I was younger. Um, but yeah, I, I don't remember him playing, but I just, I just remember being, you know, while, while I was growing up. Everything was football in my house. Like my dad would play knee football with me. He'd get, we'd set down pads, and um, you know, he'd get on his knees and throw the ball to me, and I'd have to try and get around him. He'd tackle me, um, always like swatting my feet when I was running, throwing footballs at me all the time. Um, who could touch the ceiling quickest uh, between me and my brothers? We grew up just a lot of, yeah, a lot of a lot of battles, but a lot of it had to do with uh, football. Yeah, and your brother still Jordan yeah. plays for plays uh, in Edmonton, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And so is that going on now? Like, will you see him on this trip or how does... Uh, no, so his season's done. He's okay. in Carolina now. So his his wife uh, races NASCAR, so that's kind of stationed in wow. uh, in Carolina. So um, yeah, he's down there for the off season. So his wife races NASCAR. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's in like the. I don't think it's the, the very top league. I think it's the league right under. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, she's in the in the NASCAR league. Now, what a fascinating life you have. And you have yeah. si- uh, you said another brother or sister. No, I have a, a half sister. Okay, uh, but she's my sister, and right. uh, and she lives in uh, Arizona. So right. Yeah. And you were a football player. I mean, you were supposed to play football, right? I Until was, you, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, probably. I probably should have the way I play on the ice. But um, <laughs> yeah, I I loved football. Um, I lived and breathed it. Uh, you know, I, I I did hockey too, but I was arguably a little bit better at football. Um, and then you know, just uh, playing in a hockey tournament. We were uh, right before you get drafted into junior, shaking hands in the game after, and uh, my knee just locked up, tore my PCL, and um, I got drafted into junior. And uh, Kelly McCrimmon was the coach, GM owner at the time. He said, "If you want to, you know, if you want to play hockey here, you got to make a decision. Like you can't be playing both." And I wasn't willing to sit out football and hockey, so mm-hmm. uh, that was just kind of a decision made for me. Um, and how does one uh, – I remember asking you this. I covered that 2018 series when you scored the clinching goal up in Winnipeg, and I remember asking you, how does one tear his PCL in a handshake line? How, you have no idea, right? I honestly have no idea. I was I was gliding on my right foot, shaking hands, and all of a sudden my heel just, like, kicked to my mm-hmm. to my butt. And uh, I, I, just, I just went down on the ice, and I thought, like – Thought maybe I broke a bone or something. Got an X-ray, nothing. So I had to go for a MRI, and yeah, they said tore my PCL. So I must have did something in the game that uh, was just ready to snap, and then I, I guess. But by the way, like you have, uh, I mean, then Kelly McCrimmon brings you to Vegas, uh, acquired you from the from Pittsburgh. I mean, technically it was George McPhee, I, I assume, but I'm sure yeah, Kelly uh, Kelly uh, yeah, did the full sure. endorsement. What is it about Kelly? Like, even after, like, every time I see him after a game, there's other players from other teams that he's had that come up to him to want to, you know, Braden Shen. I was just in St. Louis, uh, at the St. Louis uh, Vegas game a couple of weeks ago, and Braden Shen right away looking for Kelly. And what is it about him that there's such loyalty amongst the players that used to play for him? Uh, well, for me, he was always kind of a mentor for me. So, um, you know, not gonna lie, he put up with a lot of uh, a lot of stuff in uh, in my first year that uh-huh. he probably shouldn't have. Uh, he gave me a lot of chances and kind of guided me through, you know, being a little bit of an idiot when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just even coming up, once I left junior, he was always a guy. You know, if I was going through something, if uh, you know, I just needed to talk to somebody in the hockey world, he was always the guy that I would talk to. So um, yeah, he's always been kind of that guy for me in the hockey world. Um, and I got a lot of respect for him. Obviously, he he kind of helped me rejuvenate my career in mm-hmm. uh, in Vegas. Um, but he's you know he's he's very loyal to the guys he had in junior. Mm-hmm. He, you know I think if you look at the, the the Golden Knights, a lot of players came from Brandon, or a lot of players came from Manitoba. And uh, you know when I played in Brandon, a lot of players were from Manitoba. He's mm-hmm. he's very loyal to the Manitoba for uh, I don't know for. For whatever reason, um, and I think a lot of guys respect him for that. Um, obviously, uh, uh, I mean, every year in the NHLPA poll, you're voted as one of the toughest, the toughest guy in the National Hockey League. Um, how hard is it from your your role that uh, we were talking about the other day, where you know there are guys that just won't fight you anymore? Um, so it just feels like you had to adjust your game and and play a regular shift. And yeah, like yeah, it's it's. It was tough, I guess, uh, when it was happening. Um, you know, you saw a lot of a lot of guys like me getting kicked out of the league, mm-hmm. kind of right out, of, right uh, after the lockout. And you know, you had to 
you had to adjust. Like I, I didn't want to be that guy that was all right. There's nobody else fighting, so now I'm not. You know, I don't have a job, so I had to get faster. I had to you know work on the hands a little bit, but I had to be able to keep up with the you know the new speed. You know, from when I came into the league to now, the game is much faster, and so to be able to keep up with some of these guys is you know it had to take some adjusting. I wasn't I wasn't in the gym working out as much. I was um, you know not not in the gym. I wasn't you know, just lifting weights to get big, to get ready for these guys. It was more, okay, now I got to work on my speed and, you know, more jumps, more explosive stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a little bit of a adjustment and then, you know, now it is what it is. Like, yeah, I, you know, I think last year I had three fights. Um, yeah, it just, it's hard to get them now. Yeah. And does that make it, I mean, does that make it more fun for you though, that now, I mean, you come here though, and you're, you know, you you start off uh, playing with Eric Snack the other night. Last night you played a, a, a regular shift. I mean, at least now you're in a, in an action and rather than just being the guy that has to play sheriff. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, you know, I'm still going to play sheriff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think that's ever going to go away, but um, it, it's it's much easier on my game when I'm playing a regular shift rather than, you know, playing a shift and then sitting for 10 minutes and then there's a TV timeout and then there's a power play <laughs> and then, you know, you get out, you know, 15 minutes later. I think if you ask anybody around the league that's played that those kind of minutes sometime in their career, it's the hardest thing in hockey to do. Yeah. You know, playing playing 16, 17 minutes is much easier than playing seven minutes because, right. you know, not because you're not rested, it's because, you know, you, you sit there, you just don't feel like you're in the game. So then when you get out for a shift, you just feel like you have to do something. And that's when you overthink the game. That's when you make mistakes. And so it's it's hard to get in a rhythm when you're not out there regularly. Yeah. Uh, I asked you about this the other day. I'm fascinated that uh, you, you did some lineage lately. Uh, recently, your dad, I think, did and found out that you guys are related to Bass Reeves. Yeah. Uh, so how is that? How So Bass Reeves, first black deputy U.S. Marshal, I believe. Yeah, west of the, Mississippi. Yeah, west of the Mississippi, uh, 1800s. I still remember reading about him when I was a kid. Um, how did you find out that you were related um, and, and how is he related to your dad? So he is my my dad's great 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 might be another great in there <laughs> grandfather. Uh, he just did one of those twenty three and me's, and uh, yeah, he found that out. He called me, sent me some article, and then uh, I had I had some company. I, I want to say it was I want to say it was Leonardo DiCaprio's production team. If that's right, don't misquote me on that. Uh-huh. But called me and asked if they if they could do a movie on him, and I was like, listen. I, I don't know why you're asking me. Right, right. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't know if they're doing a movie or a TV show or what it is, but um, yeah, there's. It's an interesting story. I read a little bit up on him. Yeah. It's an interesting guy. Yeah, absolutely. And it just again, coincidentally, like here you are years later, yeah. you're the sheriff. Yeah. Right? I mean, same role. Um, what is so? I just walked in, uh, was hanging out in the hallway, and I watched. Uh, I watched. Mark Andre Fleury playing a prank on uh, Andrew Height, and it was just genius to watch. I mean, he was just doing all sorts of stuff in his room, things that I think that Whitey might find like weeks from now. Um, what's the best pranks that you've seen in hockey? Oh man, best one I've seen in hockey. I mean, I I think probably uh, I think we had a rookie. His stuff was tied up put in uh put in water and then put in a freezer i like his clothes <laughs> and so obviously that's uh that's tough to get out of you know after practice you, you hate coming out to see that um you know i'm a big fan of scaring people i've al- always have been. you know i got phil kessel uh i think i got scotty gomez shaddy uh one time so um yeah i, I like doing the scaring stuff but uh there's been a couple of, i think when, when i was in uh in the ahl somebody sewed you know back in the day 
we had those like long string keychains. Oh yeah, it was like the rope or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they left the rope out of my pocket, but they sewed my keys inside of the pocket. Oh genius! And so I'm walking out of practice, and I'm trying to get my keys, and I just it didn't click until I got to the car. Like what was going on? I, I was trying to unfold it for about ten minutes. I was like, "Okay, they sewed sewed it in there. I got you." <laughs> I had to walk all the way back in the rain, unstitch it. Oh man, that's hilarious. Um, tell me about your family. So, uh, wife, kids. Yeah, yeah. wife. Uh, I got a six year old boy, three year old daughter. Right, and they. Uh, I mean, first day here is Thanksgiving, and they got to go to to Spurge's house. I mean, yeah. first of all, how special was that that the captain, you know, thought right away to include you, but. It, but but two, I mean, just to have somebody to hang out with when you're traded the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean that was uh, you know obviously really nice of him. Um, you know, coming to a new team is always a little bit tough. You know, I I think you know my personality, I try and fit in pretty quickly with guys. But you know that those kind of things really help. Um, you know, shows what kind of guy he is, what kind of captain he is. So um, yeah, shout out to Spurs for for letting me come eat his food. <laughs> hey, he did a good job in the kitchen too. He yeah. was a uh, yeah, it was a good meal. And uh, yeah, like I just figured that he hired a chef. I didn't realize that actually Danny oh, he, and him cooked. Oh yeah, he was he was in the kitchen. He was in the mix. That is hilarious. Yeah. All, right, all right, we got some Twitter questions. Yeah, First right. one's from some guy named C Stu uh-huh. underscore seven on Twitter. Um, <laughs> he's actually got a bunch of. I questions bet you here, he right? does. Bring, so, bring um, every one of them. All right, so first, tell us about the white shoes. <laughs> so. My style back in the day was, uh, I, I was, I guess we could say I was finding my style and I showed up to, to, uh, a game with uh, white slip on. I don't even know. I don't even know if they were dress shoes, what they were white slip ons and like a black suit. And I thought I was looking good. And I came in and Stu just gave it to me. And then Shaddy gave it to me one by one. All the boys gave it to me and those shoes didn't see the light of day after I just bought them too. I was devastated. I thought I was looking nice. <laughs> All right, he wants to know who won the one-on-one uh, basketball game in Jamaica. He, just ask him. I don't know why. I don't know why he's got to tweet that. He knows who won, and then he's gonna be like, "Oh, you know, he's playing prison rules." Like, it's always prison rules when we play. Like, uh-huh. it's never, it's never. We're not playing the NBA. And he's like, "Oh, it was hot." Like, no, I, I whooped him up, and he can pull up any time if he wants it again. <laughs> so it's on video, or, or no, you no, mean it's oh, on okay. video? Yeah, yeah. All right, so you you can play anytime. Yeah. Can. Um, Stewie's actually still in Minnesota, right? He's yeah, up yeah. in the uh, He's, uh, like two and a half hours away. Nice. Yeah, so it's a quick drive, Stu. If you're listening, it's a quick drive. Get yeah, down here. Get down here. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you know, like, Stewie is one of the most popular, like, instantaneously popular Minnesota Wild players, uh, so much that the Wild acquired him twice. Yeah. But, you know, the whole Stewie sprint and all that uh, yeah. stuff. Um, I, I actually was lucky enough, I covered both Stewart brothers. I covered oh, yeah. Anthony. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Anchovies and Caesar Salad, he wants to know. Oh, man. Listen. <laughs> I got allergies to fish, peanuts, pine nuts. Okay, we go out to uh, we go to dinners, and in Canada, not every Caesar salad has anchovies in it. I love Caesar salad, so we go out to restaurants, and every place I would ask is like, "Is there is there anchovies in that Caesar salad?" And, you know, some places would be like, "Yeah, there is." Some places would be like, "No," but like I guess back in the day, some places that said there is, but I already had like a little bite of it. Uh-huh. And sometimes it was just like it wasn't enough in there that my body wouldn't react. And sometimes like I take a bite and it was like, ah, yeah, there's definitely some fish in there. And like, you know, I get the scratch in the throat and they oh, here we go again. <laughs> so I would just wear them out. It was always some kind of allergies going on at dinner. <laughs> all right. Hey, but you know what's funny, though? He would always shirt me about allergies. And then, you know, two years out later, all of a sudden he's allergic to rice and gluten. It's like, oh, yeah, let me make sure there's no rice in that. Yeah. Oh, is there rice in that sushi stew? OK, just making sure. <laughs> um. 
where did uh, Dumbo was saying that actually that uh, that he met you going out to a basketball game and to hang out at a restaurant with Stewie, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was that here in the Twin Cities or is that? Yeah, you know what? I don't remember to be honest. Okay, yeah. Um, he uh, Stewie. Last question from him. He wants to know uh, what size Chuck Taylor do you wear? <laughs> it's fourteen for everything. Okay, <laughs> so, uh, so the story behind that, I would go to like. Regular stores don't carry 14s a lot, right? right. And so it's hard for me to find shoes. So we'd be on the road. Okay, there's a mall right here, Foot Locker. I'm going to go. And I'd be like, hey, you got what kind of 14s you got? They're like, well, we got everything in 14s. So I'd say, listen, bring me everything you got in 14s, <laughs> except I don't need any Chuck Taylors. That's what everybody says. Like, no, no, we got everything. So the guy would go back, and then he'd come back with three boxes and be like, all right, I got three pairs of Chuck Taylors. That's all we got. <laughs> so it was just like it was constantly trying to find something other than Chuck Taylors. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Uh, all right, Wild Boy is 59 wants to know your favorite teammate. It's got to be Stewie, right? Or is it? Uh, yeah, Stu, Stu's who definitely. Who besides Stewie? Who besides Stu? Uh, we got Stu, Shaddy. We got Flower. Uh, Shaddy being Shattenkirk. Shattenkirk. We got Braden McNabb. We got uh, Barkley Goodrow. Those are probably my top. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, by the way, Bear Jackman so, back yeah. in the day too. Got to give him a shout out. Yep. Uh, he, he, great player too. Yeah. Defenseman for uh, for San Luis. So, uh, I, I, coincidentally, the day you're traded, uh, the the I had uh, Doug Armstrong on my podcast. So oh, yeah. Another GM that absolutely loves you. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not often you can ask another GM about an acquired player from an rival team yeah. he'll go on and on about that player so um so dan wants to know your best chris stewart story best chris stewart story oh man <laughs> what's my we'll come back to that one let me let okay. me cook something up there um i don't know if i can talk about any of the best chris stewart stories <laughs> <laughs> i know right um uh let's see uh what's your favorite uh fight that you've ever taken part of and this is from brennan uh probably the one against McGradden. Um that was my first true heavyweight that ever fought. Um I did really well against him, cut him open. I think he had a conky after. Uh I probably had a conky after too. Mm -hmm. But I think after that fight, that was like the first time I realized how tough I was. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I was never really I was never really a fire, fighter coming up. You know, in junior I wasn't a fighter. My first year in the AHL I wasn't, and then I'd you know, I was told if you want to make the NHL, you got to start fighting. So, mm -hmm. you know, I took boxing lessons. I started fighting. Um, but I wasn't really fighting when I first got to NHL the first year. I wasn't really fighting, you know, true heavyweights. I was just kind of mm -hmm. like the one rank below. And then when I got uh, that McGradden fight, you know, my confidence skyrocketed after that. Mm -hmm. Do you, Going into a game when you know you're probably going to have to fight, and I know it's rare and rare, more rare now, but... um. Like I remember, I covered Peter Worrell in Florida, and there were times where he'd get anxiety going into a game, knowing I, hey, I got to fight that guy, Probert, um, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, Boogie, same thing here. Um, it, like, do you is there anxiety going into on those type of days, or I did before that fight, yeah, and then after that, that yeah, after that, it was like, yeah, I'm probably gonna have to fight, but I can handle it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that again, that was uh, yeah, that was a big fight for my career. Um, Brett Marshall wants to know, um, have you and Felino talked about your fight earlier in this year? We know that you have. We have, yeah. yeah. We have uh, we talked about the fight, talked about the picture. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we squashed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I remember saying to him, uh, he was like, I'm going to ask him to take down the picture. I'm like, there's no way he's taking down the picture. Snoop Dogg commented on the picture. You yeah, can't take that well, down. Snoop wanted to, uh, he wanted to print T-shirts with me. <laughs> so we were in the middle of uh, getting the picture. Well, we were trying to acquire the picture. We couldn't. So we were in the middle of recreating the picture. Uh-huh. Um, and we had 
a rough copy down and then I got traded. So I called, uh, I called Snoop's team and I was like, Hey, I don't think we can print that picture anymore. Like I can't do my boy like that. So <laughs> we, we shut that down. That's hilarious. Yeah. You, so you couldn't acquire it because all usually all you have to do is call the strip. Like the Star Tribune took the picture and they usually yeah. buy it for like 20 bucks. No. So apparently, uh, was it the Star Tribune? Yeah, Aaron Levinsky. Yeah, so apparently they have a, a deal with NHL that they can't sell. Oh, okay. yeah, sell pictures. Wow, yeah, interesting. Um, because yeah, I used to work there. All right, Andrew wants to know rank, rank your uh, top five fighters in the NHL right now. Uh, in no order. Me, McDermott, uh, Delorier, Luch. Uh, who am I gonna throw five there? I don't even know who to throw five. I'm trying to go through the league here. I'll throw it to Tom Wilson. I hate to, I hate to say that, but <laughs> I'll, I'll throw it to him. You got that throw personal rivalry. Yeah, uh, Joe Rogers. Who's the most satisfying person to punch in the face? Uh, Evander Kane. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, Gene wants to know: um, Do you do personal rivalries travel with new teams, as in Tom Wilson and Vander Kane? Uh, I think the Kane would travel with me. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Wilson thing. I think that's always just been on ice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't like a lot of stuff he's done on the ice, but um, I think I, to be honest, I think I'd really like the guy off the ice. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've said that before. Um, yeah, the Kane thing. I don't think that's ever good. Yeah, what, what is it about Evander? Like, um, I'll be honest, I won't go into total deal, but I'm dealing with something from a PHWA standpoint because he just like went off on one of our writers uh, recently. Yeah, uh, went crazy on him. I mean, like, w- w- like what is it with this guy? <laughs> just, I, I think my whole career, I've always asked him to fight, and he always says no. Like, I would whoop you up. Like, no, I would be. You know, I. would I'd piss pump you. And it's like, okay, well, if that's the case, then let's just fight. And mm-hmm. then, you know, he said in the media one time, you know, I think uh, one of his teammates called me, he's like, oh, you should see what this guy just said. And he's he was telling the media or, like, his teammates that he asked me to fight uh, in a game where I was chasing him up the ice, asking him to go, and he wouldn't. And then <laughs> he told everybody that he asked me to fight. And so it was just, like, stuff like that, and he just never would. And then, you know, we finally fought in the playoffs – uh, a couple years ago, but you know, it's just stuff like that. that just, mm-hmm. just bothers me. Like, you know, if you're, if you're going to talk that much, you know, if you're going to talk that much garbage on the ice, then, you know, just back it up and then yeah. we got no problem. But if you're going to, you know, do that kind of stuff and you're just never going to back it up after, you know, seven, eight years, then yeah, it's a, I'm going to be sick of it. Yeah, I remember that 2018 San Jose Vegas series uh, um, when he got suspended. I remember when he – who did he hit again? It was at Noshik? It was – It was. I can't remember. It was uh, – It was. but I remember going into the Vegas room and everybody flocked to your stall to get the quotes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you sure. definitely enjoyed that one. <laughs> so uh, Rob Winnick wants to know – so this guy must know Stewie, okay? Stewie told me you can't hang with him in the offseason when it's full green light, true or embellished. The, like – Listen, that could not be more embellished. Like, ask Stu about what happened to my bachelor party. So we, my bachelor party was in Montreal. We were going to go Montreal back to Toronto. So three days in Montreal, back to Toronto. Uh, well, we decided late we were going to go to Toronto. <laughs> Beginning of the bachelor party, Stu goes, are your boys in Winnipeg ready for this? Because I don't think they're ready to hang. And I said, hey, I, I hope they are, but we'll find out. Guess who was gone after the second day? <laughs> Didn't tell me, just packed all his stuff up, 
and left a car in Montreal and <laughs> flew home with the other Toronto boys because they couldn't hang, <laughs> because they just couldn't handle it. So then I went another day, and then I went to Toronto for two days, and he didn't come out. So like I don't know, I don't know where that's coming from, but we need, you know, we need to get Stu on this. Yeah, podcast. I know we need to have a double. Uh, yeah, pod. We, yeah, I did a podcast last year with Stu. It was outstanding. Yeah, you know, that's gonna be my favorite Chris Stewart story right there. Yeah, yeah that's that's uh, my favorite C. Um, a couple more for you, Ryan. You've been real generous with your time. Uh, Mitch wants to know. I love this when you do it. Uh, can we hear your Ken Hitchcock impression? Oh man. <laughs> Jesus, Revo, get off the ice. What are you doing? That's the top line. Skate! Skate! Revo, change! Uh, like that voice is just like, it's burned into my soul. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you, though, he is a sports writer's dream. Like, I still call him for, you know, like, he's... he's a, you know, he's a great guy, though. Yeah. Like He's like, he's old school, too. Like, he's like a baseball manager. Like, baseball, when sports writers, you hang out in their office. Yeah. Like, Hitch is the same way. Like, as a sports writer, a lot of times, you'll just go hang out in his office after a morning skate and yeah. chat with him. Uh, so, I've, I've always respected that. He always treated us uh, well. Um, so, MSG had a good question that actually was going to skip until I watched you on the ice today with Connor Durr just hanging out and chatting. Um, based off first impressions, which young player do you think that you could best mentor here? Like, what did you and a Connor Durr speak about on the ice today? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember talking. Um, it was just yeah. you guys on one knee just chatting away. Uh, I think it was Durr. Yeah. Um, but either way, like, 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 uh, like, I mean, you got to know that when you walk into a room that a lot of these young kids just look up to you right away. I mean, it, like anybody here that jump out at you? Uh, you know, I'm still getting to know a lot of them, but um, yeah. There's a lot of young guys on this team, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't got everybody's ages down, but just based on their looks, yeah. it looks like there's a lot of young guys. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't like really look to mentor anybody. I think, um, I think once guys get to know me, I have a reputation of you know those guys knowing that they can come to me for anything on on ice, off ice. You know, I'm probably not going to teach them any skill stuff, but <laughs> uh, any any issues they ever have off the ice, um, anything they're going through, you know, I, I think. I've always prided myself on being that guy that, you know, they feel comfortable to come to me and, you know, either talk it out or, you know, we can find a solution. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I, I don't play the big minutes like the top line guys. So there's mm -hmm. other things I try and contribute to a team. And that's that's definitely one of them. Uh, Matty wants to know the best thing about each city that you've played for. Oh, man. Um, best city. Well, St. Louis was my first home. That place gave me a... Uh, you know, gave me a shot in the NHL when uh, a lot of people said I was never going to play. So, uh, you know, I owe a, owe a lot to that city. Uh, Pittsburgh was uh, a quick cup of coffee. I got to, you know, I think the best thing about that, I got to play with, uh, you know, Sid uh -huh. and Gino, you know, two of the best players in the world. Um, so that was, uh, you know, it was fun just kind of watching those guys do their thing and practicing in games. Uh, Vegas, um, you know, rejuven rejuvenated my career, um, you know, when, Coming from Pittsburgh, I thought I was maybe done. You know, I wasn't playing a ton, but then you know I get to Vegas and all of a sudden I'm, you know, playing good minutes, go to the finals, I get a couple of good contracts with them, um, you know, and and I found a home in Vegas. That's that's now my summer house and my mm -hmm. off season, and um, you know, probably for a while I was you know in the community a lot. Um, a lot of people don't know that that's uh, it's a whole different life outside of the strip there. So yeah, um, yeah, Ve Vegas opened my eyes to a, a different part of that city. And, uh, you know, New York, just playing at the Garden, you know, a lot of history in that place. Obviously, an original six team, it was just cool putting on that sweater and, and being part of that organization for, you know, a year and yeah. a bit. 
And obviously, it's super quick here in Minnesota. Have you gotten to do anything? Uh, I've not. <laughs> you know, I've been living in the hotel. We uh, we're going on a quick road trip here, so I gotta, you know, coming from Vegas to New York. New York wasn't that cold last year, so mm-hmm. I gotta get some boots. I gotta. I luckily the owner in Vegas bought everybody Canada Goose jackets, which wow. is a weird place to get a Canada Goose yeah. jacket. So I get to put that in the, get to put that to use now. But um, yeah, I gotta go get. Another like dress jacket, some boots, get ready for this winter. I had to get some snow tires. The, the racing tires don't work with, the, with right. the car here. Yeah. Tattooed 17 wants to know why number 75? Uh, it was given to me in uh, in training camp. And so I was always number 38 coming up. Um, but then uh, they, they asked me if I wanted it. I said, no, not really. I, you know, 38 was my dad's number. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to, you know, carve my own path. And then, um, you know, that um, Demetra died in that mm-hmm. plane crash they yeah. retired 38 anyway so it was yeah, i'll just take 75 nobody had it in the league so yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah i covered Demetra here um kevin asks um he'd like to know your stance on hockey and where it's headed um is he and a few others an aging guard or do you think that it will be and do you think it'll be banned eventually what uh, Fight, fighting fighting yep no uh, i've said this before and i think i think we've already started to see it a little bit um you know after last lockout, they were talking about kind of getting rid of fighting. You know, they're putting visors on everybody, um, you know, instigating rule. And I, you know, and you, you did. You saw the the fights slowly dwindle down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I said, somebody asked me that, you know, seven years ago. And I said, all it's going to take is, you know, someone like me or, you know, Lucic or one of these bigger guys to run over, you know, a star player. Mm-hmm. And everybody's going to be like, well, you know, where's the fighting where, you know, who's there to stick up for it. And so I think we've seen, you know, you know, when we went to the finals, you know, I was in the finals, Wilson was in the finals, you know, there's been some, some heaviness in the last couple of finals. Mm -hmm. And I think every season you see a little more of the fighting coming back, you know, now teams are, you know, starting to beef up a little bit where, you know, the years that Pittsburgh won, they didn't have any of that. So teams were starting to mock that. Mm -hmm. And now it's kind of going the opposite way. Um, uh, this person, great question. Uh, bi- uh, you and Biz Nasty are 21 in the AHL. Who wins a fight? Are 21 in the AHL? Yeah. Uh, probably at 21, probably Biz. I didn't, uh, I didn't have my weight on at 21. I wasn't, uh, I was still not, um, still didn't know how tough I was then. Uh, I was still trying to find that uh-huh. part of my game. And I think Biz was always kind of that guy. So, uh, 21, Biz. 25 and, and up, no question. Me. Um, a couple more for you. Shana wants to know, she works for the athletics. She wants to know is it will playing home games in Minnesota in the cold change your game day fits. Cause you are one of the best dressed. Yeah, it does. And you know what? I, I threw on, I had a green suit. I wanted to rock here and it finally got here uh, after I went back from New York. So I wanted to rock that, but then I have my, the only jacket I have is my big Canada goose. So I wore the Canada Goose in the car, and then right when I got to the rink, I took it off, left it in there, and threw the threw the green jacket on. So we'll see. I'm gonna have to get a nice dress jacket, I think. Uh, you definitely. Um, dead or alive, one person you'd love to have a drink with? Snoop. Snoop. Yeah, and not not. You, just, so have you gotten to know him? No, I okay, haven't. And and you know, not just because he DM me. Honestly, uh-huh. I'm not a big celebrity guy. Like I don't know a lot of celebrity names. Like if you you know you looked at a movie i don't really know what that guy's name is i've just always thought that guy was the coolest guy in the world like you know growing up loved his music and he just you see what he's done with his career he's everywhere like he is he's everywhere and not 
and somehow you don't get sick of him. Yeah. Like it, somehow you just you still want more. You know, he does those Corona commercials. He's he's just I don't know. He's done a great job with yeah. with his career coming up from the rap game, and uh, yeah, I respect now he's him. just hilarious. He's I he's mean, so yeah. funny. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, we get to see him a lot of times at the Staples Center, yeah. and uh, and I mean, just he's one of those guys. Like I saw, I was telling the story on a podcast the other day. Like I just was at the Four Seasons Hotel, and the Golden State Warriors were coming in, and yeah. I've been a sports writer forever. I've not starstruck by players, but Steph Curry was right in front of me. I'm like, holy shit, that is Steph Curry. You know, it's funny too because yeah. I I told my wife. I'm not a, I'm not a huge basketball fan, mm-hmm. I guess, but I love watching Steph Curry. Yeah. Like he's just he's so unique in the game. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, would, I guess that would be yeah. one NBA player I'd I'd yeah. like to meet. But and but uh, it's same thing. Every time I've seen Snoop, Snoop at the at Sable Center, you just kind of stop and look at him and yeah. just like watch him because he's just uh, he's such a cool cat. Final uh, question: I asked you this on the phone right after you were traded here. Are you going to make a wild beer? Um, tell everybody about about seventy five brew and uh, and you've made one in Sa- with St Louis theme yeah. Vegas theme and you basically said to Bill Guerin, hey if you resign me I'll do one for the Wild right? yeah so uh, <laughs> it's it's seven five not seventy five okay, but seven, yeah that's okay, okay. Um, yeah I, I would love to it you know it's 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 a little bit of a process getting licensing so we contract brew in Vegas um, so we pay a brewery to uh, brew all of our stuff and then um, you know we we distribute it outside of that. Um, but yeah, it, it would be a process to kind of get the licensing. So when I, when I was in Vegas, I didn't have it the first year. It was right when I si- signed my extension after that first year, I got traded there. Um, and you know, we, we started in August and we had our first beer out in December. It would be a little bit easier this time. Cause we, we know what to do, mm-hmm. but I think if I started now and then, you know, got it out by just before summer or end of the year. And then I didn't resign here. I think it would just be, you know, I think it would die pretty quickly. Right. So, uh, yeah, if, if the boss wants yeah. to wants but, to let me stay a little yeah, long, yeah. which I'd love to, and, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd bring well, that, it down that here. That exact thing happened with Zena Kanopka. He made a wild-themed wine because he did ice wine, and yeah. uh, like uh, I think it's Lake Niagara or something like that. And uh, and then he he left, and yeah. it was like, all right, now he's got this wild wine they started. So, yeah. You know, it was just a little weird. So... Well, hey, Ryan, this was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, really uh, looking forward to covering you. As I told Bill Guerin that day, I'm like, uh, I think sports writers in the Twin Cities were super excited that day when they when they acquired you. Just was you're always fun to talk to. Um, I remember 2018, just flocking to your stall almost every day after practice just to hear what you had to say. Yeah, so, uh, really appreciate it, Ryan. Anytime. Yep. And here's a word from one of our sponsors. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. 
Well, thanks to Ryan Reeves for joining this week's edition of Straight from the Source. A really fun interview with Ryan. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, the podcast will actually be off next week because Joe Smith is going to be traveling out to Western Canada with the Wild, and uh, I'm taking a little time off next week as well. Uh, the Wild play Anaheim at home on Saturday, then go to Dallas. I'll be there for that game. Um, and that begins a four-game road trip. But from Dallas, they will actually go up to Alberta and do a little team bonding trip, uh, I believe, south of Banff where they're going to be doing their own version of Amazing Race and all sorts of fun little activities um, in the woods, on a lake, all that type of stuff. So they'll have fun. And then they begin a three-game road trip to Calgary at Edmonton and Vancouver. And Joe Smith has a bunch of really cool stuff uh, planned. So hope that you continue reading and enjoying the athletics coverage and also podcast throughout our platform. After John Hamm, who I got to chat with a couple of weeks ago in Vegas uh, when I was there for the Blues-Golden Knights game, he joined Sean Gentile and Jeremy Rutherford on the Athletic Hockey Show on Tuesday, December 6th. Peter Baugh, our incredible Colorado Avalanche beat writer who covered a cup last year. He has a new book out. He stops by the roundtable on Wednesday the 7th with Rob Pizzo, Jesse Granger, and guest co-host Joe Smith. He'll be uh, guest co-hosting for me. And by the way, if you missed this past Wednesday's show, definitely give it a listen. Bernie Nichols was our guest, and it was just a blast. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform and leave a rating and review. Subscribe to The Athletics NHL YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at The Athletic Hockey Show. That's youtube.com slash the at symbol The Athletic Hockey Show. Get a new subscription to The Athletic for just $2 per month for 12 months when you visit theathletic.com slash straight from the source. Again, a new subscription to The Athletic for 2 bucks a month for 12 months when you visit theathletic.com slash straight from the source. Talk to you next time, everybody. 